0: The BYU football program improves to 4-1 and on the season, entering their bye week with a 35-27 win over the Cincinnati Bearcats. We're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, and also getting to your tweets on PostCast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's postcast time, obviously, BYU getting to 4-1 and on the season with a 35-27 to victory over the Cincinnati Bearcats. Cougars also made history in the first ever Big 12 home game. That's obviously history in and of itself. The first ever Big 12 home game, and more importantly, their first ever Big 12 win. With the victory over UC and a huge win for the Cougars, all things considered, especially considering how rough that first half was. So we'll start off today with the good, obviously. The BYU Cougars in the second half of this game came alive offensively. Many of you might recall having watched this game. I talked about it on on social media. BYU with 44 seconds to go in the first half had a grand total, I'm dead serious about this, 38 seconds. Total yards on the game have been absolutely atrocious from BYU's offense. Then in the span of 38 seconds, BYU goes the length of the field, 82 yards in all, capped off by an incredible play design, finding uh, Keaton Slovis hooking up with Darius Lassiter, who is wide open in the corner of the end zone, to give BYU a 14-10 to lead. Their other touchdown, he obviously come off a pick six earlier in the game. A phenomenal by the, A phenomenal play, by the way by Jacob Robinson, but the offense was floundering but came alive in the second half. BYU finishes the game with 295 yards, 225 of those coming through the air actually, I thought a very good number, all things considered. 70 rushing yards for the Cougars, and it would have been more had they not had that disastrous uh, snap over the head of Keaton Slovis late in this game. It would have been up around, I think, the 80 mark, something like that. So uh, a better rushing performance for BYU, and they were very intent in, in the first half on establishing the rushing attack against a very, very stout uh, Cincinnati defensive line. So to grind out 70 rushing yards in this circumstance, I think you'd consider that a win for BYU. They end up with 295 total yards, as i mentioned. Mentioned uh, just four penalties for 25 yards. I thought, that all things considered, this was actually a pretty solid effort from BYU offensively, especially considering how rough that first half had been. Would, would you like to see BYU uh, get going earlier in a game? Absolutely, you want to see them doing more on offense, obviously early on in the game. But to turn it on like they did when they needed to—that's a positive thing. This BYU football program's got fight. They got pluck. They got grit. Whatever you want to term it, they refuse to give in. And anybody who thinks a Keaton Slovis is not worth anything, I don't know what he's going to have to do to prove anything more to you guys. 13-24, to 223 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, now, the completion percentage, 54%. It's actually pretty remarkable considering at one point in the first half, he was a grand total of one of seven for two yards. You heard me right. It was absolutely abysmal in the first half. So for the offense to turn on in the circumstances uh, that they had in this game, pretty impressive stuff for the Cougars. So i got to tip my cap to the Cougars. All you really want at the end of the day, I talk about this all the time on the podcast, is you want your team to win football games. That's exactly what BYU has done. They're 4-1, and one folks. About as good as you could have hoped for, honestly. And they were very competitive in their lone loss on the record uh, right now when it comes to that loss at Kansas. BYU won the turnover margin in this game, got 14 points off of those turnovers, and won this game by 8 points. Last week against Cincinnati, they lost the turnover margin minus 3, 21 points scored off those, and lost the game by 11. The turnover margin, more often than not, will determine who wins a football game. It's crazy to consider that one uh, one stat, really, can control and dominate the headlines when it comes to wins and losses, but the turnover margin is just that. It is absolutely game game-changing in terms of its ability to determine, for the most part, who's going to win and lose football games. BYU won the turnover margin this week by no surprise. They are the victors. that come out another four and one They go into a bye week, which I think is very, very important at this time for the Cougars. Uh, they have been beat up. Ben Bywater didn't play in this game. A number of other guys were unavailable due to injury. And BYU needs a week off here to heal up, obviously. They got the extra day as well playing a Friday game against Cincinnati. So they have about 15 days off now between this game at Cincinnati, against Cincinnati and then obviously the road game at TCU a week from tomorrow. I'm very much looking forward to seeing BYU do their thing out there against Texas Christian. It should be a fun contest, obviously. BYU kicks off a very, very strong month in terms of opposition uh, in October. They'll fl- play three Texas schools. They'll be at Texas Christian, TCU, home to Texas Tech, and then at now number three ranked Texas. Who knows where they're ranked at that point in the season, but a very, very strong month ahead. But all things considered, BYU's well on the way to bull eligibility. Uh, they obviously have a lot of things to clean up on, and we're going to talk about those here in just a minute. Let's talk first, though, about w- our friends over at UCCU. Of course, UCCU has been working on this for months now. They have what they call their Learn and Earn program. You go online, you can learn about uh, financial topics. They've got a myriad of different ones. I've actually tried it out myself. And the best part is they've broken them down into really simple concepts quizzes and trivia that help you guys earn points and what you can do with those points once you finish these lessons is cash them in for gift cards to places like Walmart Sephora Nike and a myriad of other retailers out there the best part is anybody in the family can do this they got uh, age-appropriate content for your kids your teens uh, your parent you as parents uh, if you're out there grandparents whoever it might be UCCU is here for you guys it's all part of their learn uh, beast money smart youth banking program but more importantly it's all available inside the UCCU mobile banking app so you can play at any time anywhere. So take advantage of it now. Go online, get signed up today, and then more importantly, get to work and start cashing in those points for those gift cards. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen to that. thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the podcast. All right, we talked about the good for BYU just a minute ago. Let's talk about the bad. Well, when you give up almost 500 yards of total offense, 498 total for Cincinnati in this game, that's too many yards. There was a, there's some video of Tom Homo having a pretty uh, interesting conversation with BYU defensive coordinator uh, Jay Hill. After the game, I'm sure getting uh, Jay Hill's perspective on things. But when you give up 256 passing yards and, more importantly, 242 rushing yards, it's remarkable BYU won this football game. That defensive effort—it was bend don't break to the absolute max. And BYU found a way to get the victory. Obviously, the turnover margin looms very, very large in this game. The other thing about this time of possession—they absolutely dominated time of possession. 35 minutes to 24:59, 35:01 to 24:59, and it was much worse. They were getting doubled up at one point. Speaking of BYU and time of possession in this game, total overall plays, Cincinnati gets off 84 total plays to just 53 for BYU. You've got to see BYU prove that they can sustain drives. At some point this season. It's in many ways, it's crazy to think BYU's four and one and they have been out-snapped, out snapped, uh, out possessioned, out uh I don't know, out yardage, whatever you want to term it. They have been on the wrong side of the stat sheet if you go simply by box scores in a lot of these games. But BYU has found ways to win football games. That's the mark of a good football team, by the way. It probably should go in the positive. The mark of a good football team is to find ways to win games no matter how uh, they come. BYU's 4-1. and one. But you want to see continued improvement. BYU's defensive line was absolutely incredible against Arkansas. It was phenomenal to watch them do their thing. The two games since, the defensive line has just been absolutely getting beaten up. They had just the one sack in tonight's game. Tackles for loss were down. Overall, a QB hits were down for BYU after a very strong start to the season. Is that due to injury? I don't know. But BYU ends up, let's see, a grand total of one quarterback hit, uh, three pass breakups, one interception, obviously a pick six cashed in by Jacob Robinson, two tackles for loss, and one sack. You need to see more production from this defensive line. There was at one point early on in the season, BYU had I think it was something like 27 QB hits through two or three games. It's just not enough. Now, uh, the other thing about this is, Emory Jones is far from the best quarterback BYU is going to face this season. Emory Jones, frankly, is probably bottom tier of the quarterbacks BYU is going to play this season. you got guys like Quinn Ewers coming up on this schedule. You've got guys that are going to head and shoulders be the better quarterbacks BYU is going to face still to come in this season. And when you can't slow down Emory Jones... That's got to be a little bit uh, scary for BYU's defense, thinking about having to slow those guys down if Emory Jones can do what he did. 23 of 37, 256 yards, three touchdowns the one interception, 62 completion, and also he led the, uh, the Bearcats in rushing with 14 carries for 94 yards. Why BYU didn't spy him more, I don't know. But maybe it's because Ben Bywater was unavailable in this game. Ben Bywater is the heart and soul of this BYU defense. I can remember very vividly last year, I was getting absolutely lambasted online that Ben Bywater is trash. He can't play linebacker. He sucks. He showed... How much he means to this BYU defense through the four games he's played this year, and even bigger when it comes to the game he missed, and that's the game tonight. BYU needs number two, one of their captains, on the field as soon as possible. Is he going to be available for TCU? Hopefully. He's going to obviously have about three weeks off between that uh, uh, game against Kansas and obviously kickoff against the Horned Frogs. You got to get a kid back on the field. I will give uh, credit to Harrison Taggart, who stepped in and made his first career start in place of Ben Bywater. I thought Taggart was pretty rough early on. On in this game but he got better as the game went along but you gotta see more from BYU's defense the safeties struggled in this game obviously guys like Ethan Slade and also Tanner Wall it's good to see Raider Demuni see more snaps than he has seen to this point in the season he ended up with 5 tackles in this game you gotta give tip of the cap to Max Tooley 16 tackles a career high for him in this uh, game uh, he needs his running mate in Ben Bywater though if they really want to make this defense as formidable as it can be but I gotta see more from BYU's defensive line it's not good enough right now Jackson Craig Tyler Batty, Blake Mangelson, Atunai Samahe, Caden Haas, uh, Isaiah Banya, uh, Michael Daly, all of them need to get better. They need to get better quickly. David Law, too, in that mix. There's a number of guys. Be what you need to see more from. John Nelson, you need to see more. Effort, more uh, just game-changing plays from this defensive line. Early on this season, they were very, very good. But since Arkansas, it's been a downslide or a backslide for BYU's defensive line. you got to see more from them. Also on offense, the bad thing is BYU, like I said, got a slow start. You cannot afford to go 29-plus minutes and have just 38 total yards on offense. Better teams than Cincinnati, who's now on a three-game losing streak, will punish you for being as inept as you were on offense in this game. Texas will not have any mercy on you. BYU at the same time, by the way, let me give this. A couple of you are going to probably mention this in our, our, our reaction segment here in just a minute about BYU not going for the jugular late in this game. I'd like to see Kalani Sitake step on the throat a little more. I fully endorse that. But for whatever reason, it's just not his style, and it's unfortunate because there, there needs to be a time where BYU slams the door shut on a team and says, you know what? Enough is enough. We're not screwing around here. I liked Kalani Sitake. You saw him if you are watching this game like I was on TV. He was barking into his Headset as Cincinnati uh, put together a ten-play drive that yielded that garbage-time touchdown uh, late in this game. He was unhappy with the effort of his defense. He knows they have to be better. They cannot afford to give up 500 yards to the likes of Cincinnati because if 500 yards can come that easy for Cincinnati, what can Texas do? What can Oklahoma do, etc.? That is the concern you got to have. So a win's a win. You celebrate the win, but you got to see improvement for BYU. And I'm expecting in the uh, uh, the bye week upcoming, obviously the 15. days off here for the Cougars. There's going to be a lot of work, uh, a lot of looking back at film and trying to uh, figure out where uh, some of the deficiencies lie for BYU. But let's also remember BYU is 4 and 1 on the season now, just two games away from bowl eligibility in their first ever season as a Big 12 conference member. That's pretty darn good all things uh, considered, looking back on it. All right, it is your guys' time to shine here on PostCast. Coming up next, we're going to let you guys uh, hop on. We'll get to some of the tweets. We'll scroll through them. A lot of good thoughts on BYU after this win. Obviously, some thoughts on how they can improve, obviously, after that victory. We'll get to all of that here momentarily. Real quick, got a word on our friends over at Perry Homes. They are one of the best home builders here in the state of Utah and want nothing more than to help you guys out, no matter what you're looking for as a home builder. Whether you're a first-time home builder or you're looking to build your dream home. Perry Homes has a house for you, everybody. They've got communities up and down the Wasatch Front and also communities around St. George and multiple uh, places. If you want to live down in the southern southern, th- southern end of the state or if you want to live up here along the Wasatch Front, they got you covered either way. The most important thing is they got over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to, to two-stories and to townhomes. No matter what you're looking for, they've got the options for you, and they're offering generous financing incentives through their preferred lender right now as well. So get on it today. See what's new at Utah's Finest Neighborhoods by going to Perry perryhomesutah.com That's P-E-R-R-Y, Perryhomesutah.com to learn more now. Of course, Utah's been coming home to Perry Homes. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine. Thanks again for uh, checking us out on this postcast edition of the show. Uh, Let me just also say thank you to all of you. Hundreds of you have reached out over the past week or so. We had a lack of podcasts this week. Well, because I had my first, uh, not my first, my third uh, child. My son Landon was born earlier this week. And uh, all things considered, very grateful to have him here. Uh, He is going to be in the NICU for a little bit. But hey, nonetheless, we're excited to have him here and excited to have our family uh, obviously healthy and happy and Obviously, uh, my wife doing very, very well, so a uh, big thank you, uh, frankly, to all of you who reached out, and apologies for the lack of podcast, but uh, we're going to get back into the swing of things coming up this week, and obviously we'll have plenty of coverage for you guys uh, coming uh, along and down the track, obviously, as we look towards the bye week and obviously getting ready for TCU two weeks uh, from tomorrow. I'm recording this late on uh, Friday night, early Saturday morning, so I guess today, uh, week, two weeks from today, obviously BYU heads uh, to Fort Worth, but uh, it is your guys' time to shine now, so let me throw- this up here. I'm going to share the screen and let you guys uh, have your say on uh, Twitter here. Let's see. Share. All right. Now we are uh, cooking uh, with peanut oil. We'll go actually max screen there so you guys can see this if you're watching this on YouTube. But uh, some great thoughts. It's a ball game. BYU's 4-1 overall and 1-1 in Big 12 play. Postcast coming your way shortly. Sending your takeaways for Jacob C. Hatch to use on air. And Viva Lock Cats podcast covering Cincinnati. I said ha 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 ha. I said good game gents. It's over now. I don't know what they were uh, laughing about but BYU gets to win. So you guys can touch your tails and head home. Uh, ben Warley, uh, Doc Wherley says uh, Aaron Roderick play calling the first half, absolutely mind-boggling. Rushing more than pass, even though we have never been effective in the run this year, it makes zero sense. It actually makes a lot of sense for me, Ben, considering BYU, remember, they have struggled so mightily to rush the football this season, they wanted to go out and establish it early, so I actually can see why they did it. Uh, we have a post that's unavailable here. Did you block us after you to comment on the podcast? I don't know, but uh, Bandit K says, haha, no way, we're not going to be anywhere near, I think he's speaking of the top 25, and I guarantee Utah will be st- still be top 15 somehow. The Utes did lose uh, to Oregon State, 21-7, to a pretty inept offense uh, for the Utes in that one up there in Corvallis. Uh, Tanner J. Plummer, our resident troll, I love Tanner here, but he always uh, brings the heat. Good win by BYU, but here's a question. So according to BYU fans, quote, logic, since BYU scored off two Cincinnati turnovers, does that mean that BYU didn't really beat Cincinnati, and that Cincinnati actually beat themselves instead? I mean, that was the logic, quote-unquote, used for the Kansas loss. Crying laughing emoji. Well, here's the thing. We talked about this, Tanner. The turnover margin is going to determine the game in many circumstances. So be it what it it is. You want to say you beat yourselves or you lost the game. You can say that, but really, that's a big determining factor in these games. Uh, Tyler Bell, great to see the run game do something, especially against such a good defense. That is actually one of the better defenses BYU's going to see. I will give them that. Cincinnati uh, can absolutely ball on defense. Also, the TD pass to Roberts was not intended for him. We got lucky. There seems to be a theme with Slovis. Pass is way off target, but we get lucky, and someone else is there to catch it. Now, I watched that pass a couple of times back to look at it, and if it's not intended for Chase Roberts, I don't know if he must have had a major overthrow because it's almost a perfect pass right into the bread basket for Chase Roberts. So I don't know what to tell you, Tyler. I, I was very impressed with that play, by the way, the ability for Keaton Slovis to kind of sidestep that defender. What an incredible job with his footwork there. And then firing that pass in there. Good job to him. And I don't care what it was. Luck. Call it what you will. Huge TD for BYU and obviously game-changing play. Uh, Preston and Corinne Arnold here, the BYU Arnold. So a lot to pr- improve on still, but the team has a lot of heart and just finds ways to win. Also, Slovis is a baller. Go Cougs. P.S., congrats on the new addition. Well, Preston and Corinne, thank you for the well wishes. But yeah, Slovis is a baller. I, I don't get some of the hate that he gets. It- it's-, it's baffling to me at this point. Uh, Daniel Rigby, Well, I think we know who we are. Can't run the football. Not very good at stopping the run, but each win, uh, the team has made timely, big plays on both sides. Hopefully some guys can get healthy during the bye week. Seven wins is definitely possible, but it might be a couple of ugly losses in there too. The month of October, folks, I'm not I'm not saying it's going to happen right now. There could be a, a very strong conversation that as BYU heads to open the month of November when they head to West Virginia on November 4th, you could be 4-4. Four and four. They could lose out the month of October. It's, it, it's a very uh, possible scenario. It really feels like the the road game at TCU is going to be tough. I don't see you winning at Texas right now. And obviously, you got to beat Texas Tech at home. And they've been... Uh, not necessarily as good as I thought they were going to be this year, and they, also, they obviously lost their quarterback as well in Tyler Shuck, but you got to find a way to win the games. Uh, JT Kutcher says, uh, Keaton's Elway Slovis and the offense started criminally slow, then proceeded to play one of the best stretches of football I have seen against a real team in quite a while. Defense looked good. Harrison Taggart is more than an adequate replacement for Bywater. Team is gritty. Go Cougs. Uh Mojo, once again, great grit, never give up. Defense gave up a ton of yards, but showed up in some big moments. Uh, pass was meant for Chase. If you know, you know. Well, hey, uh, Mojo, that's what I'm preferring to think. The pass was intended for Chase. Andrew Streeter, Jake, this felt one felt like a role reversal from KU. Feels great to get on that first big uh, 12 conference dub. Everyone here would have taken a 4-1 record going into the bye week. I, I would agree with you. If you thought BYU was going 5-0 to start the season, I would have called you crazy, but uh, 4-1 and is phenomenal. It's about as good as I could Personally, hope for for BYU. It's making me kind of reframe my thought of BYU getting a six and six being a success this year. I think seven wins at this point is probably the success benchmark. Uh, all things considered, uh, Jordan uh, Jay Hancock, thirty four, no illegal touching called on us. BYU did uh, snap a four game streak of that uh, being called against them. Now the one against Kansas uh, was uh, uh, declined, but still. No illegal touching. I saw a very concerted effort by every wide receiver and tight end for BYU to check with the side judge and say, I am on the line, I am off the line. They are being very careful about that because apparently uh, referees want to very much uh, keep BYU in line with that call for whatever reason. All right, Nick Lee, it certainly wasn't pretty, but I'm kind of comparing playing Big 12 games like NFL games where it's just win, baby. That's a great quote. Yeah, just win, baby. Just overcome your flaws and find a way. Now, is there anything better than enjoying a full slate of Saturday games after a BYU weekday win instead of a bye week? That's actually not a bad point, Nick. You get to go, obviously, watch BYU win on Friday night. They got a full slate of games. Now, some of you may be watching general conferences. Well, you may have two screen thing going on, but at the same time, it is really nice to be able to sit back and watch football and not have to necessarily... uh, focus so laser-focused on a BYU game. That is a very positive thing there. Uh, Rich Nelson BYU, so many injuries and still got it done. BYU offense was ugly early on, but so beautiful once they got it going. Has BYU found a running game? I am happy with 4-1. They found something in the run game. 70 yards is nothing to sniff at right now. Is it the output you want to see ultimately? No, but it is much better than just 9 yards against Kansas. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Mandy Jones, the defense really worried me, worried me by taking the foot off the gas on that last drive. I was worried we'd end up in a bad spot. We got the win. No illegal touching. Go Cougs. It's not a bad point there. It's absolutely uh, a good win for BYU. Alright, uh, a couple other ones real quick before we wrap up here. Uh, Brendan Smith, I respect the sportsmanship by not laying it on and we have a healthy lead, but for BYU to always but for BYU it always inevitably turns into a choke situation. Can we please just keep playing like that that got, keep playing the way that got us the lead? Huh? Well, hey. There's that thought there. Obviously, we'll see what happens. Uh, Paris Preston, I would like us to quit running into a brick brick wall anytime we have an opportunity to ice the game away. We should have won that game forty-two to twenty, but nope, we keep running it for zero gain. Give them the ball back and let them score. Great to have the dub, but we can do better. Speaking of BYU, I agree with you, Paris. You need to see more from BYU. Uh, so yeah, a lot of good stuff. Uh, James Funk, punt team, and the two-minute drill offense are our best-performing units. You're not kidding. That decision by the the, the uh, Cincinnati return man to try and field that punt just completely baffling. He's going to hate film review uh, tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, Katie burner says hope is all as well as going with your wife and future question mark, baby. Love the podcast. Sending prayers for all to go smoothly. Well, yeehaw, good news. My son is here safe and sound. Like I said, he's going to have a little stint in the NICU, but thank you uh, for reaching out. And then uh, Keaton, uh, so extra spooky Harry from Harrison MCF says, uh, Keaton is so fun to watch when they let him sling the ball around. The dude is not afraid to make big throws. We might as well throw the ball more. We aren't winning any games with our rushing offense. I agree with that. Just make, make it your identity. You're going to throw the ball to set up the pass. It's throw to run versus run to throw. That's how be. He's gonna to have to operate, it feels like at this point. Then final word will go to B. Cook here. Is it my imagination or do the run plays take forever to get going? No quick hitters. Aaron is just Aaron Roderick is just too cute with them. There is some slow developing plays. But here's the thing. There are missed blocks on the offensive line. There are bad reads by the BYU running backs at times. And also, there's just simple the fact that uh, Cincinnati's a very good defense, folks. So, uh, yes, yeah, some some of it is a little slow developing. But I, I have faith that BYU will get it figured out at some point. And maybe uh, before uh, they get, take the field again against TCU, they'll have found some answers. But at the same time, can you really count on that at this point? I don't know. So, uh, we shall see what happens. All right, so there you go. Uh, that is postcast. Uh, BYU gets the win. Historic win for the Cougars. First ever Big 12 game at home at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Biggest crowd in 14 years since 2009 against the University of Utah. Awesome to see it packed to the gills at LES. So credit to you guys. Uh, I I am looking forward to being back uh, doing this full time. uh, Coming up on Monday, obviously. We'll do my film review and obviously give you my thoughts on what I took away from BYU after a second viewing of the tape against Cincinnati. And obviously we'll celebrate the bye week accordingly. Uh, Talk some BYU football. We'll even talk some BYU basketball, we have the full BYU basketball schedule that came out this week while I was on hiatus, so we got plenty to cover so stay with us all week long, upcoming and hope you guys are all doing well out there in Cougar Nation, a huge win for BYU as they get to 4-1 and one on the season entering their bye week, time to heal up obviously recoup a little bit, and then get back after it against TCU, and of course we'll have plenty of coverage for you guys right here on Locked On Cougars throughout it all, and a big thank you for your support of the podcast as always thank you for making it your first listen of the day more importantly, thank you for being every day. With us here on the podcast, and of course, we'll catch you guys again soon, right here on Locked On Cougars. See you. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.